Welcome to Civilly Speaking with host Sean Harris. Each month, Civilly Speaking brings you interviews on practical and timely legal issues on the local and national level. We hope you enjoy today's show. Hello and welcome to Civilly Speaking, OEJ's podcast for trial lawyers by trial lawyers. In today's episode of Civilly Speaking, we'll be talking about ways to maximize your paralegal's potential. But first, a quick message. This episode is brought to you by NFP Structured Settlements. NFP Structured Settlements is a leader in the structured settlement industry, offering in-depth financial knowledge and insight to help you and your clients make informed decisions with confidence. Their experienced, client-focused staff provides access to a wide choice of products and services from leading institutions under the NFP umbrella to bring you solutions designed to meet your clients' needs. NFP Structured Settlements, a passionate advocate with a proven approach. Today I'm here with Candace Zona Mendola. Candace is the senior trial paralegal at the Lang Law Firm and the author of The Indispensable Paralegal, Your Guide to Getting It All Done. She's going to be a featured speaker at uh, OAJ's inaugural paralegal convention coming up this September 23rd and 24th. Candace, thanks so much for joining us here on Civilly Speaking. Thank you so much for having me. I'm really excited. You know, you mentioned something uh, when we were talking beforehand uh, that I didn't know, and that is that recently the ABA has defined what a paralegal is. What did they say? Yes. Uh, Okay. So you can't quote me on it because I obviously don't have it sitting in front of me, right? But I think the idea behind this, or rather behind what the ABA was doing, is um, we've spent years kind of throwing around, well, legal assistant, legal secretary, paralegal, what is what? Um, And I think for paralegals like me who have been in the field for a little while, um, you know, and we we hold paralegal degrees and stuff like that, um, being called a legal assistant was always kind of a gray area, right? Because, you know, you can hire, you know, someone new off the street who's never worked in the legal field before. And as long as they type up a letter for you, bam, they're your legal assistant, right? So I think that there's been a long um, or rather a a not really specific definition on what it means to be a paralegal. Um, And I think that because of that kind of grayness, it's been really difficult for paralegals um, in the industry and, you know, kind of coming into this new modern world because what we are realizing and rather what lawyers and law firms are realizing is that paralegals are actually becoming more integral to the legal team than they had thought before. Um, You know, what we're seeing is, you know, paralegals who have been doing this a little while. And when I say a little while, I'm talking kind of, you know, around the seven to 10 year mark, we're really kind of seeing, you know, you're having paralegals, you know, drafting discovery entirely on their own, you know, helping their lawyers write briefs, you know, doing legal research, you know, uh, uh, granted, we're obviously doing it under the umbrella of an attorney looking at our work. But the point is, is I think that um, paralegals in the past and especially now are really starting to establish that we're more than just data entry people. (laughs) We are people who also can help with legal analysis, help talk about strategy and really kind of own our cases. And I think the ABA kind of going in there and saying, look, if you're degreed or you have a significant amount of experience, you can call yourself a paralegal 
versus a legal secretary and a legal assistant. And I think that that's kind of rising the tides, you know, kind of kind of making it a little bit more professional and, you know, a little bit more of a of a career as opposed to a job, so to speak, which is, I think, wonderful and kind of a, a whole new era to see because I've been I've been doing this about 20 years now. And, you know, back in those days, being a paralegal was kind of like just being a secretary. Um, but I don't feel like it's that way anymore. Well, and you used a word uh, that I think has become uh, more important and more meaningful these days, and that is the idea of the team-based approach. Yes. Uh, Talk about how, uh, as a paralegal, you work as part of the team. I love that. Thank you for asking that. So, um, So I should give you a little bit of a background for anyone who's listening. So I'm a trial paralegal, which means, um, a significant amount of my time before COVID (laughs) was spent going to trial and doing trials. Um, but also pretty heavy in kind of the litigation sphere of things. So, um, one of my, one of the things that I believe I bring to the table, um, is that when I'm working with my attorney, the cases become just as much mine as they are his, right? You know, I, I want to know the facts. I want to know the law. Um, we will often talk back and forth about, you know, general things that may or may not be of a concern in our cases. Um, this is especially crucial because we have a nationwide practice. So I get the joy of reading law from a whole bunch of different places. Um, and it's kind of wonderful because I feel that now that we're considered a team, it's much less um, that he's just kind of arbitrarily telling me to do mediocre work. And um, we can move together kind of with this two heads are better than one idea. Um, And I really feel that, and I talk about this a little bit in my book, it's more than when you get two people together, it's enough work as two people. I think it's exponential, right? You know, two people can do the amount of work of four people if they're doing it the right way. So I think that a paralegal and an attorney, especially in a team kind of setting, it's no longer the lawyer is an island and the paralegals just row in the boat, right? You're, you're together on a ship, you know, they're the captain, you're the first mate and you're going forward together. And I think it's a, it's a wonderful shift in how we look at law firms, you know? Yeah, I will say I've shifted my thinking. You know, when I came out of law school, of course, I thought I'm the lawyer and I know what was supposed to happen in a case, right? <laughs> right. Um, but now I find myself, um, you know, strategically thinking out loud with uh, paralegals in my office. You know, what do you think about this exhibit? And, you know, what about this line of questioning in a deposition and, and bouncing ideas off uh, just to get out of my own head? Yeah. Well, and I think that that makes you a better lawyer not just because like you're talking to your paralegals, which I think is wonderful, but because I feel like a lot of lawyers, they feel kind of isolated. And and a lot of lawyers don't realize that there's an immense amount of creativity and, and analytical thinking in what they do. And just kind of being stuck in your head, you know, you don't really get those ideas out there and kind of let them live and breathe. And and you, and they don't get executed upon, right? Because you've got so many things going on. Um, and that's, I think, where the paralegal comes in. I really believe that that the legal team is kind of like a Batman Robin kind of, you know, situation. You know, 
um, he might be Batman, but I'm in the battle with him, right? Like I'm fighting the bad guys too. And we're both and, wearing tights. And we're both wearing tights and capes, right? Because okay. you know you have to wear those and be cool. Um, but I think that as we're talking about and and what's wonderful, um, uh, the Ohio Association of Justice is um, you know talking about these things about how paralegals can be more effective to their lawyers and how lawyers can use their paralegals effectively. This is one of the best business arguments I can give you is it's not just that your paralegal will go make your copies for you or, you know, at the time of trial, go get you a coffee. Right. But your paralegal can be your sounding board. And especially I think that lawyers forget your paralegal will legitimately be your biggest fan. Right. They will be the person who can become your safe place, right? To throw off an idea and they'll tell you that it's dumb or they'll tell you it's brilliant or they'll be like, hey, how can we kind of figure this out? Um, And I think that that's, there needs to be a bond there, but I think that we're starting to see that more and more. You know, when you talk to, you know, people like Mark Lanier, uh, people like Lisa Blue, who are amazing trial lawyers, they'll tell you they're really close with their, with their paralegals. And I think that that more lawyers are starting to realize that don't be an island, having a paralegal is worth it, you know? Well, and especially uh, if you're in a trial practice, a civil or criminal trial practice where your jury is made up of non-lawyers. Exactly. I tell people all the time, especially our clients, I say the best thing that I bring to the table is that I speak lawyer and human. Right. Is that I'm someone who I haven't had law school beat, you know, the the talking like a human or writing like a human out of me. But I've been in the field long enough that, you know, when someone uses the word here to forthwith, I can roll my eyes. Right. (laughs) So (laughs) it's kind of the best of all worlds. I think I think a paralegal is a wonderful liaison for that. Well, we've got a, a paralegal convention coming up in Ohio yes. next month, which is very exciting. It's our first. Tell us, I mean, I, I think we know, but w- why is it a great idea to, you know, what can paralegals gain from um, paralegal-specific education as, as compared to attending a CLE? I love this. So, um, so, so this is twofold, right? So there's first, um, I don't have to tell a good paralegal how crucial ongoing education is for them. I think that every good paralegal understands that the paralegal profession is a lot like playing golf. It is you versus the golf course, right? And it's you consistently bettering yourself and bettering your career and bettering your practice and just learning different things. I mean, like I said, I'm 20 years in, right? But I don't think I know everything. But I do know that I love to learn. And I do know that there's new ideas coming in and that I can learn from the greenest paralegal who just started to someone who's been practicing 20 years longer than me, right? Um, But what I love about paralegal conventions is it gets us out of our kind of um, blinder niche that we're in. So I do a a lot of plaintiff's products liability litigation, right? So I don't really touch bankruptcy a whole lot unless it comes up in one of my cases. Um, But back in the day, I used to do civil rights, right? 
But what I've loved is that when you meet paralegals, not all of us do the same thing. And those of us who work for general practitioners or, you know, PI lawyers who do a couple other things on the side, you're getting kind of a, a renaissance of ideas, right, that, that we can take back and that could help up our A-game with our practices. You know, I might not care really what the bankruptcy code has to say about my case, but I really care about, well, are there certain things in my case I can do that if one of my defendants does file bankruptcy, I can be right there on it and I can secure those uh, claims right away so it can better my client's case. But I never would have known that if I hadn't talked to other paralegals who did it. So kind of the, the interdisciplinary benefits of approach. Yeah. yeah, meeting other folks. That's great. Exactly. But if I can say on another thing on that, so that's the paralegal argument, but really it's not the paralegals that I need to persuade, right, to, to educate them. I need to persuade their lawyers, right? Um, because I feel that we're kind of in this time where a lot of lawyers are seeing, okay, I really want my paralegal to be good. I really want my paralegal to do what I need her to do. They don't really know how to get there. And I think the problem is, is we're running into a lot of communication issues. And I think that if lawyers see that by investing in your paralegal and letting them get more education, they're actually showing the paralegal that they are worthwhile and that, and they will get back more in return than they give. They will have someone on their side forever and they won't leave them and they will become an amazing legal team. Yeah. On that issue of, or the idea of being a team, a friend of mine gave me some advice when I was a very young lawyer that has stuck with me that I'll share uh, for the good of the order. And that was that we don't have uh, paralegals that work for us. We have paralegals that work with us. I love that. And I mean, once I I heard that, that, the light bulb kind of went on. I said, aha, that makes sense. What I try to tell young lawyers when they come in, um, because I've had a couple, obviously, over the years, is that I want you to look good. You know, I want you to be taken seriously by the partners. I want you to be a rising star. And I will do anything that I can and give you all of the knowledge and wisdom I have to get you there. I just need you to treat me like I'm a human being. A lot of young lawyers get out of law school. They're not really confident about their skills. They're very insecure. And now they have this new shiny bar license and they want to hold on to it. They're really afraid that they're going to do something wrong and they've done all this work and they're going to lose it, right? And so it kind of makes them a little bit more brash. But I think that there's also some young lawyers who have really good lawyer mentors. Um, I'm really blessed, by the way, that my lawyer had an amazing lawyer mentor um, uh, named Ron Motley. And he basically said to my lawyer, he's like, this is my paralegal. She is worth more than any of my associates. Treat her with respect. And I loved that because it just showed the value he put in her. But even more so, it said, like, she is a really good resource. You know, she will be here for you. And I think that that's part of being part of the legal team is we are resources for one another because we really do want you to shine. We really do. I want my lawyer to be the best that he can be. And I want to help him get there. 
Uh, well, Candace, as we mentioned earlier, OAJ has its inaugural paralegal convention coming up September 23 and 24. I will tell you, all three paralegals in my office will be attending. Uh, and, oh, and you are. Yeah, I'm I am too. Uh, and obviously, you will be the kind of keynote uh, speaker. Uh, you're going to be coming out here. Um, yes. Give us a, a preview of what uh, you're going to be talking about. So I'm going to be um, talking about um, upping your A-game. So um, basically, uh, whether you're a brand new paralegal or you're seasoned, I'm going to talk about things you can do to just be better, whether it's um, curbing that procrastination that, um, that we all kind of need to battle with, uh, whether it's uh, trying to communicate better with your lawyer, um, maybe getting a better bond with your lawyer, um, writing uh, tips and uh, efficiencies, um, especially when it comes to briefs and demand letters and stuff like that. Um, and then just general things to kind of help you keep your sanity, um, especially during trial time. I know that we're kind of starting to get back into trials. A lot of paralegals are starting to, you know, brush off those spider webs and, you know, we're, we're getting back in the game. Um, so I'm just giving some of those kind of tips um, and also some tips on working remotely. You know, we're entering a, an era where either we're working at home because of COVID or law firms have just started using the virtual paralegal um, and how you can make that not only work for you, how you can still be productive, but how you can still maintain a good connection with the rest of your team. And I neglected to mention that, of course, you can register for that at oajustice.org slash events. Get out there and get registered. Well, Candace, Candace Zona Mendola, thank you so much for joining us here on Civilly Speaking. Thank you so much for having me. And everybody get out there, get your CLEs on, and I hope to see you all at the conference. And thanks to all our listeners. If you don't already, please follow us on Spotify. Yes, Spotify. Or subscribe to our channel on Apple Podcasts to stay informed about all our latest episodes. And we'll see you here on the next episode of Civilly Speaking. <laughs>